Welcome to the Hillside Community Church Podcast. Wherever you're at in your faith, we hope this episode encourages you. If you enjoy the listen, let your friends know, and we'll catch you next time. All right, it's good to see everyone today here and online, and um, that song brings back a lot of memories for Jill and I, and in fact, when we talked about the series being mixtape, it immediately reminded Jill of our time when we first met. I think we shared a little bit this last summer. We got to speak and got some feedback, especially I think people like to hear more from Jill than me. Um, but um, when we, we met each other our senior year of college, the April-May time frame, and uh, we're getting ready to go back to our homes, and um, we had a mixed tape that we had that had all of these love songs, and that probably was the, that was the, our theme, that was our theme because mm-hmm. we felt like our relationship was against all odds, you know, that we would ever survive. <laughs> um, but I remember getting that mixtape, actually, that mixtape um, we got from one of her admirers. She had a lot of no, admirers no. Her, her, high, her college years, but, but we kind of stole theme. it and mixtape, and that has always been in a part of our lives. So, you know, and we even look at, you know, that time in our lives, let me see. If this is working here, and I can show. Oh yeah, there we go. So this is the um, summer. I have a perm of 1985. You know, and that's the summer when that song and that mixtape was happening. You know, I look at that picture, and I'm about six foot, 175, about five percent body fat. <laughs> and now, 35 years later, I'm still six foot, <laughs> but I'm not going to say what I weigh nor my body fat at this point. So, but that was a special time for us, um, and uh, we just want to talk today a little bit about strengthening your marriages and families, especially in 2020, and just, you know, the, um, being together in 2020 and how to strengthen your families. So, we kind of broke this theme um, into three parts, how we can relate better together, how we can plan better together and how we can grow together. So relating to, to, to um, you know, relating better together during these times, you know, we had a couple things this past, these past few months, these last few months that have been really important in our, in our relationship. Yes, actually giving grace to one another because, you know, we all have idiosyncrasies, right? But living together and spending more time in our homes, it's been difficult sometimes having these little things that we do. For instance, um, Dave and I, you know, he's, he's this guy that's always moving. If you see Dave, he's always messing with something. It's, it's hilarious. Well, we've had to do Zoom together. And um, so I've learned actually not to sit on his right side because I'll get knocked off my chair, you know, because he's just messing with something. And then I've sort of had some weird things with him. He's noticed that I'm the type that I'll borrow scissors, I'll just use scissors, or I'll use something and I don't put it away, and then he can't find it. So these little things have gotten on each other's nerves a little bit. I'm sure some of you maybe you've had that as well. Yeah, but I think one of the things, if you look at Scripture, and especially as you look at even the beginning of time in Genesis 1.27, you know, this Scripture talks about, so God created human beings in His own image, and it's interesting, He makes this point, in the image of God, He created them, male and female, He created them. So when you think about giving grace to one another, and you think about your spouse is made in God's image, So how important it is for us to give grace to that person, 
you know, in our daily lives, that he's created him. We know God doesn't make junk in, in our lives, that um, she should be and make her valuable and give her grace, um, just like God gives her grace and cares for her. So how important that is to understand and to understand she is made in God's image, I am made in God's image, and we need to give and take and give grace to one another. Yes, our spouses are gifts to us. And it was funny, we were listening and watching and reading some statistics, and we found out that 86% of divorces are not because of physical abuse or adultery, but actually some uh, related to our emotions and some really crazy reasons, ridiculous reasons, like, like one, um, a lady divorced her husband because he didn't like the movie Frozen. Yeah, or we saw one where um, she was really bugged the, the, the wife because her husband used, didn't use a fork to eat his peas, you know? <laughs> We'd have been divorced the first month. I, mean, I think I used that. my fingers. I don't know. But um, also, we counseled one time a couple where the husband sat across from us and said, you know, the reason I'm divorcing my wife is because when she goes to the store, she pulls out her money, and when the cashier gives it back to her, she crumbles it up and throws it in her wallet. Yeah. Or... Yeah, so that was I, we just the little things that, uh, <laughs> and we saw the best one probably was this Italian couple that got divorced um, after two weeks because the husband took his mother along on the honeymoon. So that's the only one I would justify. Yeah, maybe. that, one's, I mean, that I, one's pretty. I think she loves my mom, but yeah, that, I that's do. Probably I love mom. The line. So we go through, you know, a lot of times we have little things in our relationships that just blow up, and we're not willing to give grace for that. You know, and how important that is. And, and sometimes there are big things. And we're going to talk a little bit about having planned discussions around those big things. But again, we take some time, take ourselves too seriously sometimes and not being able to give grace to one another. And, and I think we need to be transparent. We do need to be transparent and vulnerable and be able to build up the trust between each other. And especially with forgiveness, with the small things, but then the big things. And a few weeks ago, Daniel, Pastor Daniel, spoke on Corey Ten Boom, which is one of my favorite books, The Hiding Place. And she was a watchmaker, her family was, in Holland during World War II. And their family would hide Jews. And one day, they were um, taken to a um, concentration camp, she and her sister Betsy. And Betsy ended up dying at the concentration camp. And Corey Ten Boom lived through this to um, share. She shared the gospel and was going to churches. And what happened was one night, she was at a church sharing her story when she looked out into the congregation and she saw one of the guards that had been at this concentration camp and had been very awful to her and her sister and, and the other people there. And when she was done speaking, he walked right up to her and he said, good job, Fräulein. I'm so glad God forgives me. And he stuck his hand out and she had her hand behind her back and she said she was talking to God, I do not want to shake his hand. And so she stood there and she kept praying, God, help me, help me. And then all of a sudden she said she felt the Holy Spirit just move her hand out and a peace that passes all understanding went from her shoulder all the way down to her arm and to her hand. And she said by the time it got to the hand to shake his hand, she felt love for this man. Now that can only come from God. And sometimes we look at our spouses like they're the enemy and they're not. They're gifts to us. 
So another way, um, you know, when we relate to one another and, you know, giving grace, the other one is to serve one another. And, and in our day and age and, the, uh, you know, being at home a lot, it's just the little things that we've found that can, can really encourage and strengthen each other. Um, and I know for, you know, I'm up pretty early in the morning, so just making her coffee and, and having Texas pecan ready, it just, when she gets up, she can start, you know, her day. It's just little stuff like that that really is encouraging. Yes, I love that, that he does that for me. One counselor, though, suggested putting on a worship song and washing each other's feet. And I, I said that to Dave, I'd really like to do that, but he really wasn't into it because he throws blankets on my feet when we, when we watch TV. So. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, there's so, just so many lines you go to, you know what I mean? <laughs> but you think about that and, um, you know, you remember John 13 and Jesus in his last suppers with his disciples and the, the image he gives us of being a true servant is he goes around and washes all the disciples' feet. But how powerful is that when you think about that group? Um, he, Jesus knows in the next hours that his disciples are going to deny him. You know, and, and Jesus knows in the next few minutes, Judas is going to walk out of the room and actually betray him. Yet, even while conflict he, know is com- he knows is coming, he still serves and washes their feet. So how many times... When you're in your relationship, in your home, and you've got conflict going on, but what would that do to put, you know, living water on coals of fire if you could just serve them, even in a little way? And what, that, what, would, what would that do to that conflict that's there? Yeah, and you don't, we don't want to do it manipulatively, like, I'm doing this for you so that you do this for me. And I think if you all remember last year when Dave and I spoke, we had a little illustration of a rope of tug of war, and it's like... I want my way, he wants his way. You serve me, I serve you. And the thing is, is we need to just drop that rope and have the, the desire to serve the other person. And I think one of those ways is to understand each other's love languages. Sometimes we want our spouse to love us the way we love them, and that's not it at all. And that old book that still sells millions of copies by Dr. Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages, is a fabulous thing to do. It's a fabulous illustration. Yeah, and I think just being able to show, you know, general gratitude to your spouse, you know, in our homes, just being able to say thank you to to one another. You know, and then another important aspect, I think, in our homes now is really to support each other, be each other's greatest fans, um, you know, encourage one another. You know, you look at this text in James 3, and we're familiar with it, of the power of our words. And James talks about, you know, here we have cursing and blessing coming out of our same, out of the same mouth, and how important it is for us to bless each other and encourage one another um, with our words, and how important that is in our homes, with our, our spouses, our, our children, you know, that type of thing, and, and, how much, and, and the timing of our words and how we share words are so important. So be mindful of those and our words that we use in our, in our homes. And we want them to be life-giving, and sometimes we think what we say is life-giving, but maybe it doesn't come across that way. Um, All of us have been in this pandemic, so when that started, we chose to, of course, not go back to the gym. They weren't open anyway. So then Dave was like, well, let's work out together at home. And uh, my cousin Kirk sends these videos. Let's do it every day. And I first heard was, uh, he thinks you're going to gain the quarantine 15, so he wants you to work out with them. Instead of, I really want to spend time with you, which is really what it was. So I think that, you know, we just, you know... (laughs) 
it's just being very aware of how your spouse is taking something, you know, and being able to say, um, how do you really need me to say this? Actually ask her that. How do you really need me to say this? Um, and I think, you know, um, again, another way to support your spouse, especially during this time, is for everyone to participate and help around the house and doing chores and, and um, you know, especially, you know, during our time with when kids are home and being able to share responsibilities in that with both spouses is so important. Yes. And, and a couple of weeks ago, there was a video of the Lashleys and they were sharing about how there's been a lot of job losses and Craig's job had gone down with his hours, and just Melanie was there to support him. And I know some women as well have, have lost their jobs or a, a decrease in pay, and it's important to be supportive, I think, especially during this time. And when all of this started, I'm not very technologically good. So Dave uh, helped me with my first piano recital on Zoom, and that was really important that he helped me with that because I wouldn't know how to piano recital. And then also we have parents, older parents, mine live here and his live back in Pennsylvania, and just to support each other. It's not my parents and his parents, but it's our parents. And then I think the last thing related to you know, being relating together is hopefully this time you found some places to have fun together. Um, and, um, you know, for us, um, we've done since COVID, I mean, I bought Jill a bike for her birthday and Mother's Day. And so something we've started to do is ride bikes together. It's a beating for me, honestly. I, I love it. I don't... Well, what was funny is Dave's bike was dusty and we got it out. And the first time he rode it, and you know, those seats are so little. And they hurt your bums. I have this new bike. So now we had to get him a seat that's just as big as my seat. And it's so good. That's help. I love it. But it's still beating, you know? (laughs) So, and just, um, you know, just doing those things. You know, I always say you got to take it for the team sometime. And you just do things you just not really inclined to do. But it's just been good. Hopefully you found avenues for fun, games. Um, you know, we watch movies, Netflix. We're spending more time in our backyard than we've ever done, things like that. But you have to find some things that you do and enjoy together. And you have to have fun. As a matter of fact, could I have that cut out from down there? Thanks. Um, I have a really strange thing that we've done since we first got married. I love to scare Dave. Gail is the same way, my twin sister. She loves to share Pete, to scare Pete. And so um, we bought this a few years ago for Alyssa. She loved the Beebs. And so it's just fun, really fun to put this like at the bottom of your bed and they wake up in the morning and he'd come through the door in the afternoon and it's there. I don't know. I get a kick out of it. I think it's pretty sick, really. I think... It's a real sick sense of humor that I can't really relate to. But again, I take it for the team, let her have her fun and do that. And I think with that, with having fun together, one of the things that is so important, I think, during this time is to have some solitude time together. You know, um, separately, separately. (laughs) yeah, separately, because again, a lot of times our homes are filled with kids more often. We're at home more and we'll get to this next about planning some things together. But I really believe you have to plan some solitude. So giving her time to say, hey, um, you know, with our schedules, hey, Tuesday night's your night. Just relax, you know, have some time um, to do to spend time yourself. And so I think that's important, you know, to plan that, to give solitude, to breathe life. Um, especially if one of the, one of the um, spouses are at home a lot with the kids, they've got to have a break. And being able to plan that is so important. You know, for guys, talking to the guys, you've got to watch that solitude time. We know there are places, dark places you can go when you're in solitude, but you've got to have accountability. You've got to, you know, watch those places. But how important it is to have that in your life.
So that's relating together. Um, I think the second thing, thinking about the times that we live in, how important it is, how important it is to plan together. Um, and we heard this counselor, she called it coronavirus couple time, to have 30 minutes each day, 10 minutes to vent, 10 minutes to talk about deep topics, 10 minutes to talk about spiritual things, and then she said, make out. Yeah. So the guys like that last point, and I think really the venting for 10 minutes, if you can keep her to nine and you to one, I think that's (laughs) very healthy during these times. Um, So, you know, and it's probably more important now to try to have some schedule in your life, even though you got to be flexible in our day and age in our homes. But being able to, you know, have some structure. Jill and I have always kind of sat down on Sunday nights and say, hey, what's your schedule? So we have meetings in the evenings and so forth. And being able to do that. And I think having that time where you can say, hey, what do you have this week? You know, we got to be flexible with it. But having that communication is so important, especially in your homes. And a lot of us, you know, like Dave and I don't have young children anymore. We do have a nine-month-old, but I've seen a lot of wonderful things happen, just riding our bikes and stuff, seeing moms and dads going outside more and putting those screens down. Even our nine-month-old loves my phone. So I think Grand, that grand our grandchild. Oh, yeah, my grand goodness. Child. Yeah, we don't have a nine-month-old. That Let's clarify be. that. We have a daughter. We have a granddaughter. But she loves phones. And I know kids love screen time. But just taking that time to say, you know what? We're going to play a new game. Or we're going to just, it's harder to do that. But just to say, we're going to spend some quality family time. Even if it is around a movie. We have our 22-year-old living home with us now after college. And we've introduced her to classic movies like Rocky 1 and 2. You know? Also having a healthy structure, and I know at the beginning of this um, pandemic, it was really easy to get up in the morning and say, why make my bed? I'm going to take a nap in a few hours or something. But to make your bed and to just have some healthy structure with that, taking a shower, I know sweats were my favorite thing for four months, but it it is really good to... to, um, to take some time each day and just structure yourself. And having a planner, I have a full focus planner, I love it, and just, you feel like you're accomplishing something when you, when you have things planned for your day. So planning your weeks is important, but even I think planning your future is so hard right now. You know, we, I think we plan like three vacations, they all got canceled or changed somehow during this time. But it's still important, especially with decisions you are making right now related to kids in school, your work, Um, your finances. I mean, there's some big topics that you definitely have to come together and talk about. And what I would say is, what we found is don't feel like you, well, we're locking ourselves in this room until we get an answer. And I think you can put a lot of pressure on your relationship and make sure you give yourself, hey, we're not coming to an agreement here. Let's pray about this. Come back together at a later time and and talk and discuss those things. And to say that, that praying really... To me, if we were going to say one thing that has been the most important thing in our marriage, we would say it's prayer, praying together. And we did start out that way. Fortunately, we had gone to a Christian school and we put that into our prayer lives. And it really does help to know that you can put all of your cares and anxiety on the Lord and that you can throw water on those hot coals of fears and anxiety. And, and Satan wants us to live under all of that, but, but God desires for us to just hand it over to him. And, and as Gail shared this morning in the worship time, last weekend was a very difficult weekend uh, with her son, Nikki, but knowing that we could call, that we could get together and pray together and have other people praying was just, there's nothing like it. There's absolutely nothing like that. Yeah. 
And that kind of leads into our last point about just growing together, and especially growing together spiritually. I mean, um, you know, you can look at this text and what Jesus says here and says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. In other words, um, God the father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. So, um, you know, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are going to be cut. You're going to be hurt. And you have to go in your, in your um, life expecting that. And I think it's like, I want to do a little illustration here. It kind of reminds me of uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. From that's, Karate that's Kid. another classic. Another classic. Seen that in, um, in Karate Kid. But this is a bonsai plant. And to, to illustrate it, if you know anything about a bonsai plant, and what, if you watch Karate Kid, is you need to prune it periodically to make it to shape what you want it to form like. Because it just doesn't happen. You have to prune it, have to water it, have to take care of it to form what it could eventually be. Because what happens, and is interesting about the bonsai tree, is it actually comes from a seedling that is planted in this container. And it's the same seedling that if you would take and plant that in a forest, it would grow to be a Chinese elm that's 40 or 50 feet. But it stays here and you prune it so it could eventually, I don't know if we have this picture. Yeah, so you can actually prune it so it would grow to actually look like a Chinese elm that's out in the forest. But it takes time, it takes pruning. So related to marriage, um, you know, who can prune you better than your spouse? I mean, they see you at your worst. And I think sometimes we go into marriage and we're like, eh, um, we don't want that. But if you go in your marriage and, you're, and you have humility in your life and you, and you say, I need to hear some of these things, and I think how you say it is so important. Let's not, let's not you know, neglect, neglect that. But so many times, Jill sees the things that I need to improve in my life, things that, um, takes that are, aren't um, honoring to God. And because she does that, it's a pruning. It's like, I think Pete has always used this quote from Martin Luther that says, the church, marriage is the little church within the church. Because you realize the things that God wants to do in our lives, a lot of times, if we can do and go through our marriages, God can prune us through our spouses. And it really goes, and it continues to help you ask, what does God really want to prune in my life right now? And a lot of times your spouse can help you with that. And our, our spouses weren't designed to fulfill all of our needs. If you're sitting here single, the Holy Spirit, God, Jesus, He's the one that was designed to do that. And I think we talked about that last year, putting expectations. It's really unhealthy to do that, especially in young marriages, to start out that way, to have them that they're supposed to fulfill all our needs. No, we're supposed to work on our own garden with our own walk with the Lord. And I think another thing that we've seen that has helped our marriage grow, especially spiritually, is just finding places to serve together. Yes, and there's a couple in the New Testament I love, Priscilla and Aquila. And every time you see their names in the New Testament, they're always together, they're always helping, they're always hosting, and they're just a great little testimony as a couple. Yeah, and you see that in that text we looked at in Genesis 1:27, where we said, you know, the male and female are made in God's image. The next statements talk about that 
God commands them to be fruitful and multiply and, and to rule, rule the earth. And so there's an aspect of, okay, we're supposed to do things together to make an impact. And, and you really have to look at yourself and imagine yourself as a team of doing that. Yes. And, and Dave has a heart for missions and he's pulled me into that in the last decade or so. And I, I love helping him with that and empowering education and supporting him with those passions that he has. And this last summer, we've been able to host this global prayer night, and we've been able to have people over for dinner, like um, Pastor Wayne and Gloria from Brooklyn, New York. And we've been able to have Pastor Damon that you saw on the screen, he and his family over for dinner. And just being able to unite us as believers and serve together like we're going to do this coming week at our church and the Key Church. And with that, I think when you serve together, it's an opportunity, I think, to inspire others. You know, I think when you go through your life and your whole life is just about you and your own family, there's a real opportunity when you serve to be able to inspire others. And, and we should inspire our, our children first in our, in our homes. You know, having our own walk with Christ, they should see that and they should desire to want to serve and, and see the bigger picture of impacting the world for the Lord. Yeah, and it's like um, you see this um, text in um, 2 Corinthians uh, five and it says all this from God who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and He was committed to us the message of reconciliation. And here's the important part: Therefore, we are Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making His appeal through us. We implore you, implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. You know, do we really look at ourselves and our units in our homes as really being ambassadors that people look for us? It's an opportunity for us to show and to share Christ just by how our marriages come across, how our homes look, how our relationships are. So God's really saying, would you be my representative through your marriage? Would you provide people hope? Um, God is writing our stories. And he's also rewriting them a lot of times. And so we are to encourage one another in our marriages and to inspire people with our marriages by not giving up. And there's a story that Jimmy Evans tells that I just love illustrating not giving up. Um, it's a story of a man that lived in the DFW area. And he was living here for a long time and he was getting really, really tired of the tornadoes. So he puts this out on his Facebook. I'm tired of DFW, all these tornadoes. So a friend of his from Canada says, you need to move up here. It's great up here. It's beautiful. No tornadoes. So a few months later, he heads up to Canada. He's there for a while, but then come January, it's 20 degrees below and he's freezing. So he goes on to his Facebook again, and he says, oh, it's terrible up here in Canada. It's freezing. And a friend of his from San Diego, California, says, hey, you need to move here. It's great. It's not freezing here. It's 70 degrees all year long. So this guy moves to San Diego, California. He's loving it for a while till he wakes up one morning, and his whole house is shaking. And he's like, oh, earthquakes. I can't deal with this. So once again, he puts it on his Facebook, I can't stand these earthquakes. And a friend of his from Hawaii says, you need to move here. So of course, he then moves to Hawaii, He's loving it for the longest time until a hurricane hits. And the weatherman says, it's as if four tornadoes came together 
to provide this hurricane. So the man says, I think I'm going to go back to DFW. Yeah. And so a lot of times we can do that. We can get very emotional in our relationships and, and think the grass is greener on the other side. And, and so I just want to encourage you that, you know, you can rewrite your story. And we see that all the time here in a, in a class we have called Dynamic Marriage, where we offer it every semester. And, and you see how God rewrites stories in that class. And you see um, the couples in that just um, obtaining some tools to walk through uh, issues, because they're always going to happen in your marriage, um, but be, then be supported by other couples and support and having that community around them to encourage them. So we see um, you know, how important that is to, to have that in your relationships. Um, so as we close, you know, one thing I wanted to, um, hopefully that's been helpful related to being able to relate to one another, um, being able to plan together, and again, being able to grow together. Um, but as we close, I want to um, do something that I've learned about this bonsai tree, is that again, you, you, you have this bonsai tree, and like I said, it comes from a Chinese elm seedling. And it's really based upon how it grows from being in this container versus putting it in other soil and putting it in a forest. It can grow to 40 or 50 feet forty or feet tall. And so you think about that in our marriages, about how we want to support one another and encourage one another. So wherever you're planted, you and, and the people in your home, they can grow to their full potential for God. Because I personally believe God has a plan for each one of your life. Satan wants to destroy it, but God has a plan for you and your spouse or, and, and people in your home to really, where you ever get planted, you can grow to your full potential. And it may be in a container like this, or it may be in a forest to make an impact for the kingdom of God together. So as a team, I think it's important to have these conversations with your spouse. And to say, am I really helping you to become the full potential that God wants you to be? And if I'm not, how, how can I help you? And then if you're a single person, maybe you're not married, you're planning on, you're planning on getting married or, or whatever, um, God, of course, has a calling on your life as well to reach that full potential. And I would say someone that has inspired Dave and I um, for years and years and years in this church is Kelly Leach. She has eight children that she raised all by herself. And she was an inspiration to them. And they watched her serve. And they would come here. I remember being in children's ministry week after week and serving with her. And then seeing Lydia, her daughter, as our assistant youth pastor. And it's just wonderful to see how God can use each one of us if we inspire and help and encourage all of us along the way. And to see Kelly's involvement, like she's the one that really heads up or has um, encouraged us to do this back to school blessing every year. So even as a single mom, if you're here today uh, in your home, you can have a huge impact. You can inspire your children to do great things for God. And so we want to encourage you as a single parent, but also encourage you as uh, couples today that God wants you to, to have an impact. Um, yes, you have to work through relational issues. You have to work through planning issues. Um, and then just watch your relationship grow because you've put Jesus Christ at the center of your relationship. And watch what God can do that. 
And I think for a young person here that's not married, but looking for a future spouse or or trusting God for a future spouse, I think you have to take all of those things in mind and you have to think about, you know, applying those to your life to have someone that you can do all those things together with, relate, to plan, and to grow together. So we want to close today a little differently. I think we maybe did this last year, actually, that um, we really want to have Jill have an opportunity to pray for the ladies here in our congregation and, and uh, those that are online. And then I would like to have uh, time to pray with the guys and, and the families uh, at the end. So ladies, just don't step on beebs there. Um, <laughs> if the ladies would stand, and if you're online, I would encourage you to stand. And my wife, Jill, wants to pray for the ladies. If you're and a lady, a little girl, and, everyone, yes. single, married. And then I'm going to pray for the guys. So let's, let's go let's to the pray. Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the gift of prayer. We thank you, Lord, that you created us in your image and that you desire for each and every one of us to just come to our full potential so that we can live today as for eternity, Father. I just pray for all of our single moms here, all of our single dads, but especially our women right now, Father. I just pray for our moms that they will see their lives as being used for you in their home as well as in the community. I ask that you give us this time now that's so different in our world to just um, really plan together and to just enjoy um, one another. And Father, I pray for marriages today. If there's a marriage that's going through problems, Father, I just pray for the wife to not look to her husband as to how he needs to change, but how um, in her own life, what she can do to become more like you and to um, be a support to him, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for prayer. We thank you for your son, for your gift of your son. We thank you for the gospel, which is what enables us to live for you each and every day. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. And then with you guys, if you guys would stand with your wives, let's stand as families and all the families stand together. Let me pray a prayer blessing over you. Um, Father God, I thank you for these men that are standing and and uh, whether they're in a family or they're part of a family as a son, um, Lord, I just pray for them. Lord, there's so many things in our world that um, wants to take, especially men, down the wrong track. And the pressures and the, the anxiety that can be out there for a man um, is so much in our day and age, Lord. I just pray for these men that they'll turn to you, that they'll rely on you, Lord, for their essence, for their, for their um, foundation, um, Lord, and, and you would direct their paths, Lord, that you've called these men to be godly, uh, for the fathers to be godly role models in their homes. And I pray, Lord, they would take that so seriously that they would uh, give grace to their spouses, give grace to their children, um, Lord, but just you would empower them and strengthen them in this day and age. And I pray for all the, the family units here, whether it's a single parent or, or a married couple, Lord, that you would strengthen them, you would encourage them. Lord, help them to be uh, walking with you, to be an inspiration for others, that people could see a difference in their lives by the way they form their families, the way they direct their paths. And I do pray for singles here, you know, young people, Lord, that you would direct their paths and, and, they, would, and they would look to you, especially in these times, especially in their future, looking for a spouse or... Uh, Lord, you would just really guide them, that they would put these principles and lay their foundation on you and watch them bless your lives, bless their lives and just where you want to take them and and grow them and flourish them to have an impact for eternity. And we just thank you again for our time together. We pray, Lord, again, a blessing on our families, a blessing on um, just as we enter this school year and enter this fall, Lord, that you would um, just encourage and strengthen us. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated.
Um, we really appreciate uh, having the time to, to speak to you today. I know for those online, we're going to dismiss you guys. Um, we hope you have a good week, and um, we'll, uh, we'll see you hopefully next week. We are so glad you joined us today online. We appreciate you being here, and we're looking forward to next week. I want to remind you of two things before we go. First, here's the QR code again if you're a visitor and want to get plugged in at Hillside. Our leaders can connect with you after you fill out the form. The other thing I want to say is we know this has been a difficult time to go through right now, maybe as a family or wherever you're at in life. We want to be able to help you and reach you where you're at, whether it be through prayer or care or finding support through what you're going through. So you can do that at this email right here. Our care ministry is ready to go to get in touch with you and see how we can support you in this time so that we can give and continue to be a community that does life together. Again, Hillside, thanks for being here. We'll see you next week.